We gon' burn it down Burn it down We gon' burn it down Burn it down I killed it, it's murder 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 I killed it, it's murder, go crazy, berserker. 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 Hey guys, welcome to the HYS podcast. Let's go, let's go. Oh, mate. The interim finals this year has been the best interim finals that I've ever seen. The way it's gone so far. Every game has been so, like, very close. It's gone down to the wire. There's never been a year just like this. Like, like, these games on the weekend were some... Some crazy stuff, eh? But um, I just can't wait to the grand final. I just can't wait. It's getting closer, closer, and closer. But before I start, um, keep going on. Don't forget to help yourself. Spread the word. Let everyone know what's going on. Um, go check out um, our clothing if you haven't. Help yourself. Um, help yourself slash clothing dot com or Hop on the Instagram, helpyourself.clothing, and yeah, join the journey, let's go. But anyway, um, going to start off with some bad stuff. Um, so, a couple was the day before the um, Eels game, Michael Jennings um, returned, well, actually, he did the test in near the end of September, and... For some reason, it came back now. I don't know if it was meant to take that long or what the full reason is behind why it took, like, what, two weeks? Nearly three weeks. But, um, yeah, he returned positive for banned sub- substances, uh, which were legandrol and, um, yeah, so, yeah, he had, um, banned substances that, um, yeah, they regain your muscles, I guess, um, quickly. Um, but um, he's fa- he can face up to four years ban or a two-year suspension if he faces up to it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound good. And the thing is, if this, if this is um, the true, well, it's in his system, so something's gone behind it. But if he's been doing this for years... Could this be, you know, it's, could they look back onto it from the years gone on? Like, it's not like Bronson's, um, Zeri, how he, it was only, what, his second year when they found out he was, um, taking the illegal substances, but, um, Michael Jennings has been in the league for, what, 10 years? Um, what if he's been doing this for years? But then, at the same time, what if he's, there's... There's a whole big story behind it. You never know. But you think an experienced player wouldn't 
yeah, do something like this, but especially um, when, because that was September, so that was end of September, so that was just before the finals came around, so yeah, it doesn't sound good for him, um, if it's four years, that's like near time that he'll probably retire, um, but yeah, um, hope the best for him, I hope he, um, if he, if he really, um, made this decision, he, um, uh, makes the right foot forward, and, um, yeah, good luck to him, but, um, anyway, another bad news, Tristan Saylor, has been granted bail after allegedly accused for drugging and raping a girl met on social media. Um, yeah, she, um, she texted him the next day and asked, um, what they did and he said, um, I, um, asked for consent and we had, you know, intercourse and, and then she brought it to the police and, um, she was found with injuries consistent with sexual assault, so they're all injuries that were sexual assault, uh, related. Um, she was sedated and, yeah, she had doxylamine, sorry, what's it called, doxylamine in her bloodstream, a drug in her bloodstream, um, so, yeah, it is not looking good for Tristan Taylor, he's trying to say, yeah, him and his family's trying to fight against it, um, but if that's really in her bloodstream, um, yeah, it's not look, looking good for him, especially with the consistent sexual assault, uh, injuries that he had, um, yeah, it's not looking for, but then, at the same time, this happens a lot with NRL players, um, these things, it's always a, a few NRL players per year get accused for this, and most of the time, They've done nothing wrong. But at the same time, this has been more, I guess, there's more proof to this one. As there has been more to other ones. Um, as well, if you don't know if, um, if someone else put drugs in her, um, in her drink and it wasn't Tristan Saylor. Or she's trying to set him up in some way. She, she could have maybe put... Um, the drugs inside of the next day and, um, put marks on her, um, in, yeah, some injuries on her to make it look like he did it, and I won't be, uh, I won't be surprised if it's sad, but, yeah, it's not looking good for Tristan Taylor at all, and it's really sad because he, he's, um, got great potential, the son of, um, good old Wendell Saylor, um, Another team would have signed him. He was exited by the Dragons. But there was a few teams. What was it? Storm. Um, Storm, Bulldogs and uh, West Tigers that were looking at him. So, um, same with Michael Jennings. I hope the best. Um, but, yeah, most of the time, the girls... Um, well, I'm not I'm not trying to sound like a prick, but... um. 
girls try and set up NRL players for it's for money. Like you hear it a lot in other sports a lot, but then you never know. You never know. You, you, yeah, you really know. See, we'll see what yeah what the police can do with this and um, find the right um the right um price for it and um, if if this actually did happen, Tristan's earlier oh he's um yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to be good for him at all. Um, but the thing with the Michael Jennings thing and Tristan Saylor thing, these, why does this happen in sport all the time? They need, in the NRL system, they need to be teaching NRL players to make better decisions. And what, well, the same time with Tristan Saylor, it was just exit of Dragons, so... You never know how he deals with his, um, if he was angry in some way. I don't know him, so, but, yeah, how he deals with things when nothing goes his way, so, but, um, general need a better program in teaching NRL players of making better decisions for themselves in the future, out, in and outside of footy, and after footy, and seems they can't do that. Because I think it wasn't this off season. It was off seasons. Um, it was before the twenty nine season, nineteen season the start. I'm pretty sure that was when DeBellin, there was Jared Hayne, there was a whole bunch of players that were getting in trouble for all these things. And um, it's sort of slowed down now, but it's it's crazy how it's like Bronson Zeri at the start of the year. I don't know what it is, why this happens a lot, these things, especially with the drug drugs. Um, there was also James Seguiero, but it happens in other sport as well, like AFL. AFL's been um, just as bad for it, or maybe even worse. Um, but there's always sexual assault and drug issues going on in the sport, and I think they need a big change in this because... Oh, it just doesn't look good for younger people as well. And, um, yeah, they need to set programs in the NRL and maybe even just all, well, all sports in general included. Um, because this seems to happen every month or so. There's something going on with a player, whether they've been in trouble with, um, sexual assault issues like rape or drugs and with the sexual assault issues it's normally they've done nothing wrong and maybe they should put a better thing to back NRL players in the system um and NRL yeah well NRL players just um they need to put a system to teach NRL players to make better decisions and better pathways for themselves and and yeah, set them on the right pathway. Cause it happens a lot. Look at look at the bell and he's yeah, he's missed a whole season and a half because of all this and I don't know what's going on with Jared Hayne. Um but yeah, it's not good. Um they're all the best storm there. Um Tyrone Roberts has been released by Gold Coast Times. I'm a bit surprised because he's being a good, um, I guess, um, the soul of the team, in a way. 
He's been, um, he went to overseas for one year and then he came back. But he's 29. Look at him. He, I swear, he looks like he's ready to retire if you look at him. Um, yeah, I don't really see any NRL team signing him. I think he'll probably go back to the Super League the way it seems. Um, I can't think of any NRL team that will sign him, honestly. Um, they're all the best to him anyway, but, um, but yeah. Um, then we got Ryan Madison and David Clemmer. They have not been picked for the New South Wales blue team, and I'm very surprised with this. I didn't put them on the lineup, um, but I thought they'd be picked in the squad at least, and with David Clemmer's New South Wales Blues experience, and the way he's been playing this season, he's been one of the best props in the footy field, and he hasn't been picked. Ryan Madison has had a pretty... Um, a New South Wales Blues um, rep. Um, he should be a debut. He should have... I was not expecting him to be in the lineup, but not for game one, but like in at least one of the games, and that's what they're going to have to do, this State of Origin, especially with how it's set up this year, with it straight after the finals. So, if they're smart about it, they'll use different players each, like try and swap around players each game. Um, but yeah, I was very surprised. Even, like, yeah, like I said, I didn't put them in the lineup, but I thought they'd be in the squad. But they haven't been picked in the squad, so who knows what Bradfield is trying to... which direction he's trying to go with. Um, but um, um, we'll see what happens by the time State of Origin comes around with the rest of the the pick team. But um, let's go with the WNRL review or NRLW. Sorry. Um, Cyrus is one. Twenty-two to twelve. Oh, sorry, sorry guys, my bloody throat's bloody. Going a bit funny there, Baz. I'm just gonna quickly. Take a sip of water. That was pretty fresh, but anyway, um, Roosters win the game uh, against Warriors, twenty-two to twelve. Like predicted, and then Broncos beat the Dragons, eighteen to four. Um, yeah, both games that I both predicted uh, to win. Um, honestly, I don't watch that. Like, I'll be honest, I don't watch the NRLW games. Um, but because um, uh, yeah, um, Broncos are very consistent with how they're playing. Like they have been since the NRLW has started. And the Roosters have really, um, really turned up this season with that Union player that's joined. It's really hyped them up a bit. I reckon it'll be a Broncos Roosters grand final this year, but we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, um, yeah, we got the NRL. <sighs> Let's talk about the NRL games this weekend, baby. They were a very good game, baby. So I was where where do I watch the Roosters and Rays game? Let's have, let's have a little thing. I think I just watched it at home. But um, 
Mate, what a what a good game. What a good game. Yeah, it was that own. So yeah. What a bloody good game that was. Um really could have went any way if there was like one thing went the Roosters' way, especially with um the Mor- the where Morris um looked to his left to pass it to someone. Like Tupo is if Tupo was there and he got her off to him, that would have been a try. Big open try. It was open there, but Tupo was nowhere to be seen. So that really um, messed it up for him because he just got smacked right there, right there on the tackle. But um, but Roosters, yeah, they were just very tired. Um, I had I um, wasn't really. Sh- I said the Roosters would win, but um, as the game got like on the podcast, I said the Roosters would win. But as the closer to the game it got, I was like, "Why well, actually having a good think of this?" Raiders have a lot of have a lot of um, spirit in their team. Like love, they probably have the most love in the game out of every team. Look at um, look at um, Chance, mate, after the game. The love for the game. But um, before that, I noticed that all the players have the most love for the game and spirit for the game. And um, Josh Papali, when he's on the field, he can change that game around. Um, but he had a great... Um, they The forward pack had a great game. The halves had a great game. Um, especially their lock arm, Tepin. Tepin. Um... Yeah, had a good solid game. Just Papali, yeah, just doing what he always does. Um, Williams, mate, oh, mate, he just each NRL each week of their finals. I've noticed he's just been getting more better. Like he's doing more stuff on the field, and it's so great. Right, he's got two running halves that have great defense. They're probably they're probably the two most like. They'd be the best defensive half pack in the NRL. And, what, they'd probably be the only NRL um, halves that run. Like, that are mainly more running-oriented players. Um, But, um, oh, that was a great game. I loved it. Um, Teddy, he didn't really turn up, I think, to the game. um, uh, Sorry, Raiders just could just go around him. Yeah, Teddy just made too many mistakes. Um, but yeah, Orbison gone. Oh, he had a great career. Um, good luck to him in the future. But yeah, you could play anywhere that lad, eh? Um, oh, he was one of those lads you you would mind on your team. You'd want him on your team. Like he could play any position, do do a good job. Um, but yeah, twenty two to eighteen. Um, Mate, Jack Whiten, when there's open space, mate, he can, he can, you got to get ready. Is he going to run through or is he going to set someone up? He just, and when he runs through, he can bulge you over. He's the, probably the biggest half in the game. And, oh, mate, I just love seeing the way he plays, the way he moves around on the field. And, it's just great to see um, see how he's adapted to the 5-8 um, position as he used to be the fullback. 
and now he's adapted so much to the 5-8 and just Dawn, yeah, he just really um, is on the way to being a great leader for the Raiders. Um, but, um, yeah, we got, um, yeah, that was, like, wicked game. But um, it was good to see Roosters go, honestly. Um, I really wanted them to go. Like, I was so happy. Because, honestly, I was just sick of them. <laughs> I was sick of these Roosters. Uh, and I've never, I've, never, I've never liked the Roosters. But, you know, two years win the Premiership. Good on them, honestly. And um, we'll see what Sonny Bill Williams does as he might retire. Or if he stays in the game. Well... If he continues playing it, I don't think he'll be in the NRL. He'll he'll be back over the seas somewhere. But um, but he did he did good some good effort. He wasn't he's not how how he used to be on the NRL field because well look how what thirty five years old, but he's still doing a good consistent game on the field. Um, he could push him forward, lift him up, and I guess um. I guess it wasn't enough, but it was a great idea for them to put him in the team. But um, now we're going to move on to the Eels and Rabbits. Uh, uh, I don't know what I said on the podcast, what I'd predict the score to be, but on the Help Yourself uh, media um, Instagram page, I think I put it... I think... Oh, well, whether if I said... I don't... I forget the the score I put up on the podcast, but on on the media, HYS media, I put Eels 24, Rabbits 38, and what was it? 24 to 38. I don't know how I predicted it, but I got a bloody rod, hey? Too good. But, um, yeah, Eels started off um, pretty well. But then, as Rabbits do, once they gain, once they gain a bit of something... They keep flying, and then they fly, and then they fly, and then they fly. Um, and that's what a problem that Eels really had, and and had really towards the end of the season. They had good consistency in the start of the season, but I think teams started to roll over and knew, I guess, knew how to roll over them as they couldn't readjust their defense, I guess, readjust their game during the game against the other team, and that's a problem they really need to fix, and also what they need to fix is um, stop forcing magic plays all the time. They're trying to do a magic play, they, and then especially near the um, last 20 minutes of the game, they really, um, yeah, it was just trying to do magic plays and trying to force things, force things. They're rushing, getting really rushy, and... They weren't really paying attention what was in front of them, but they're trying to do magic plays at the same time. And that's something they really need to fix. As um, as yeah, it yeah it wasn't good. But then at the same time, you never know if they had Sevo, Ferguson, and Michael Jennings, that could have been a total different game. But um, Bear Rabbits got it done out there. Cody Walker doing a great job. Adam Reynolds doing a great job. Um, oh, mate, mate, Paul, freaking Paulo, their young player, Paul Willo, he, mate, he had great defence, he had great attack, he had, what, he had two interceptions, 
He, um, mate, he's, it's only his first year in the NRL, and he's been, he's growing into one of the best um, wingers in, in the NRL. He's, he's definitely not there yet, but he's, you can see his potential to grow into something great. Um, but yeah, yeah, Damien Cook doing great things. Um, their forwards really bashing through the Eels forwards. Um, on one player that I really um, liked in the Eels though was Junior Paulo with his offloads um, and his runs. But yeah, the rest of the Eels squad couldn't really do anything. And Mitchell Moses, I don't know what it is. He does it every year. He has a great start of the season, and then as it gets closer to the end of the season and it hits finals, he sort of loses it a bit. Um, I know he can't, and he's never there in big moments. He needs to readjust. He's a half. You've got to be there in the big moments. That's what halves are for, not just not just for the normal plays, but for the big moments as well. Um, and Dylan Brand, I know, he's still a young player. He had a good... Last year in the finals, he was doing pretty good, Dylan Brand. Um, but yeah, he's still young. Um, but Eels really need to have a look at, um, I guess, just rushing. And not really um, knowing how to adjust to the other team. Um... Wait, actually, back with the Roosters thing. Um, a lot of players have been, um, well, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, um, fan, sorry, fans have been going at Kyle Flanagan um, for that game. And it's like, they're trying to blame it all on him. A guy that didn't even win, win use the premiership last year. A guy that's, what, 22? 21? Tw- yeah, around that age. 20, 21 to 23 around that age has only played what a bit less than 30 games games in the NRL that was put, yeah put into a rooster side that's won the last two years that young when you had all these other guys that have been leaders as um freaking Keery you got Keery you got Jake Friend you got um, freaking second row, I can't even think of his name, can't even think of his name, what, wait, wait a second, wait a second, I'll find his name, Boyd Corner, okay, um, but you got Boyd Corner, and then you got the Morris brothers, they've had a lot of experience, um, James Tedesco's getting up there with the experience, so you can't just blame it on him, this young half, they didn't even win the premiership for his last year, and he had to take a, someone had to take over Cooper Cronk, who has been, is one of the best, well, up there halves to ever play in the NRL, at least in the top 10, or you could definitely say top 5, but um, yeah, one of the best halves up there, and you're trying to say, yeah, it's all Flanagan, like, he's just a young player, like, he he's been, but he's been doing great for his age though. Like, come on. And if you want to, if you really want to blame it on him, it's Roos's fault. If you want to, bl- if you wanted someone that had experience and ready for fi- like the, the play awesome finals, 
get get angry at Roosters for getting Cole Flanagan if you don't want to grow your players up, young players up to for the future. Cole Flanagan is not an experienced player. He's not like Nathan. Like they're the same age as Nathan Cleary, but Nathan Cleary's had three, four times experience in the NRL doing Cole Flanagan, and Nathan Cleary was the same as how Cole Flanagan right now is when he was his age. They're about the same, and Cole Flanagan has been um, Flanagan's been very um, consistent this year. He's played some great footy for his age. And it's been that great, um, just that good, decent young half for the Roosters. But um, I hate it when fans, they just get cranky. They always put it on the one player. Like, look back in um, um, 2015. Ben Hunt drops the ball. Yes, it might have ended the game. But they... There's plenty of things they could have did, like, um, yeah, Ben Hunt drops a ball, kick off, and at the extra time, and they, bl- he, yeah, he dropped it, and they put the blame all on him, when before that, Corey Oates, who was it, Corey Oates, Jack Reed, and Boyd let Cole Felt through on the left, on the left side of the field, for, um, for a try at the last, um, dying minute, um, seconds of the game, dying seconds of the game. Well, yeah, at full time. Um, so, yeah, they'll beg it on Ben Hunt. Yes, he dropped the ball. It happens at times. But there's things before that where they could have changed. Stop, like, look at the, the forward pack that could have stopped Michael Morgan before he went around there. There was, like, four five players that slipped off him. There was Sam Thiday, Adam Blair, um, and, yeah, a few other players that slipped off him that didn't, they were slack little tackles. They didn't even tackle him. So, yeah, and he got a lot of criticism, um, death threats and everything back then. Um, yeah, and was probably part of the reason why he left, like, wanted to, like, he probably was happy to leave Broncos, maybe. Um, even that there's rumours that he might come back, but, um... <laughs> Then you look at the refs. All the refs get... It's a hard job, mate. Like, who wants... No one wants to be a ref. Because we know. If you be honest with yourself, being a ref is not an easy job. Yes, there is times where it's like, hmm, you know, should I open your eyes a bit? But it's not an easy job. You're not going to get everything... They're not going to get everything right. And that's partly why they got the bunker. But then... Yeah, I know the Marco aren't doing a really good job either, but you can't just get cranky at him. It's their job. They're doing their best. They're really doing their best by the rules and what they know. And the NRL are hiring these people to do these jobs. So, yeah, and they probably get pressure as well, especially with all, all people yelling at them all the time, giving death threats death threats to their families and everything. Um, let's go Let's go back to the Tonga, um, back to the World Cup. Tonga versus, um, was it England? Um, semi-finals. Um, the dying minutes of the game, Andrew Fafida runs in. He either drops the ball or it might have got stripped out, but he picks it back up, back up and 
he goes in for the try, but they call it as a knock-on end game by Sia. Everyone gets angry at it at um at the ref, gets some death threats, say he go kill himself and all the stuff. He had to quit refing. And yeah, they're giving him death threats. All shit. Just yes, they might not have been. They probably, he probably should have looked back at the call. Maybe. But he was doing. It, he's not forcibly making these decisions against Tonga. He's making this best decision he thought at that point of time with what he knows. If if you really want to blame someone, blame the NRL for teaching teaching them these these ways. You can't get angry at the referees. They're doing the best of what they know. If if they're purposely doing these things, it would be obvious. Like the game's that fast. You can't. You just can't be making like purposeful this like purposely bad decision when the game's gone that fast. And especially if they would, if they were, they'd get caught and they'd get, they'd, they'd be gone. It'd look obvious. Um, yes, yeah, so Tom, they made bad calls. It happens. You you go out there and you go ref the whole NRL game. And most of these people will say no. And the people that say yes, they will go out there. They'll most likely not do a good NRL refing job. So, yeah, I'm sick of... Yeah, people just going down on players, giving death death threats. You know, you know with like look at look at um look at the mental health um statistic. I don't know have the statistics with me at the moment, but people from I think it's from forty one years and under. Uh, um, the leading death is from suicide. And these things like these can cause these, um, yeah, can cause these things. Literally, again, depression stuff. How would you like it if your family member or best mate or your girlfriend made a decision to take their life? You wouldn't like that. So why would you put it into someone else's head for that to happen? It's just, yes, we love the game. But you got to show respect for what they're doing for the game. If they weren't on that field, there would be no game. Um, yeah, just people just got to be open-minded with what they say. And why? Why would you want to say that? It's it's disrespectful, not just to them, but to the game. It's putting pressure on the game to not be on on telly anymore. Um, but yeah, anyway. That's all I've really got to say for the potty. Thanks for listening. Um, but before I go, um, it's freaking midnight. I did this on midnight. I was meant to release this at 10pm on Monday, but I will be releasing this now, early morning, Tuesday. Um, but um, yeah, don't forget to help yourself, spread the word. Let everyone know what's going on down to help yourself. Um, like I was saying at the start, check out the website, helpyourself-clothing.com or the Instagram, helpyourself.clothing. Um, but yeah, I'll do another podcast on Wednesday. We'll be talking 
um, yeah, talking about the fault. I went, sorry, it'll be either, it'll probably be Thursday, actually, sorry. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about the NRL weekend of the finals with, um, was it Storm versus Rabbits and, wait, sorry, Panthers versus Rabbits and the Storm versus Raiders, um, which will be some good, wicked games coming up. Um, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening if you got it this far to the podcast. And, yeah, have a good rest of your night all day. Catch us.